Broadcasting live from the Keswick Wolf Run on the plain of Innistrad, this is Tap Tap Concede. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Tap Tap Concede. It's episode some hundred and some. I, mm. I don't keep track of these things, it's not something that we do, but I thought I would mention it this time. 142. Ooh. Nope, way higher than that. 342. Uh, too high, I believe. I think 719. <laughs> no, also too high. I believe the episode that we did recently with all of our guests from the PPR was episode 250, which yeah. was a pretty cool milestone. So we're like in the 250 range. So that's that's pretty sweet. Um, like five years. Why, right? why you do people week? listen to us? I have. We're three. idiots. <laughs> I have no idea. Speaking of these idiots that are here, I'm James. I'm Cameron. I'm Adam. And we got Adam. Hi. Hi. Man, we haven't had an Adam on the show for a while. I think the last one I did was the Ether Revolt pre-release, or the pre-release. Wow. Ooh. Oh, right, when we used to, because we used to record. Yeah, do a post-mortem. Post-mortem right after these things. We have not done that in a while. Mainly because we just don't go to pre-releases as much as we used to. We. And when old. we do. Well, Cameron's And when knows. we do, you went 02 and left. I went one and two. Thank you very much. Oh, you went one and two at and the left last at, one? at the RNA one. Yeah. yeah. All right. I mean, I was two and one when you left, and then I lost two matches. So no, I didn't leave. Go. I was there. Wait, really? I stuck out the whole oh, thing. Yeah. We had a beer at the bar, watch football together. I, that meant something to me, Cameron. <laughs> wow, getting burned. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, no, that's right. We totally <laughs> did that. <laughs> that's hilarious. Anyways, oh. Oh. Uh, we should get a brain scan. <laughs> We are here today uh, to do a Q&A. Uh, I actually asked, question, asked for questions over Twitter at LRRMTG. Um, originally, Kathleen was supposed to be on today's show. We couldn't make that work. We're actually recording this uh, late on Saturday when we normally record like midday on Thursday. So this kept kind of getting pushed back. So uh, there's a few questions that you guys asked about um, the current D&D campaign that's going on. I'll try to ask some of those because we got Cam here. Hello. But any of the D, the the GM related questions, we'll get uh, get it another time next time Kathleen's on this on the show. But in the, but to start with, let's say let's talk about our sponsors. Um, we've got the fine folks over at CardKingdom.com, CardKingdom.com/LRR to be more specific. That applies the affiliate code. It lets them know that we sent you there. Um, it is just a fantastic place to go and buy all of your magic card needs, whether it be singles or sealed product if you live in the United States. Uh, they also sell dice and play mats and sleeves and deck boxes. They got, they got everything you need. Um, and we love them. We use them. Literally, I ordered almost, like what, like almost 180 cards from them the other day for the, yeah. for the commander thing that I messed up, and now I need to order another like 60 more cards, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, they got to us super quickly. We love them. We use them. Go check them out, cartoonroom.com slash LRR. At the end of your order, you can say, loading, ready, run, send me button, please, and you will get a button, one of the limited edition little one-inch pin buttons. Um, they're great. They, they keep going super fast, so I honestly don't know what pin you could possibly get when you hear this and make an order. Theoretically, it should be double block and pray. That's, yes, that is the current one if you order, like, now. And honestly, by the time this comes out on Monday, they might already be gone. I don't know. They seem to sell out very quickly, but they're great. Go check them out, card Kingdom. Uh, and of course, Patreon, patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. We couldn't do any of this. We wouldn't have this office. We wouldn't have that camera. Actually, that's not true. We might have that camera. It was very cheap and at a garage sale. But the one above it, we probably wouldn't have that camera. Wait, we're looking to that camera? We're looking to that camera. The bottom one. The Are bottom. You? Yeah, the bottom one. Oh, God. I've been making bad eye contact this entire time. Like every <laughs> conversation I've ever had in my life. 
And you wouldn't have me without Patreon. And you it's true. You yeah. wouldn't have Adam or Cam or Paul who's over on the on the board or me I mean, or anybody. I might show up. I'm basically unemployable after working here for a few years. <laughs> yeah, it's I have no transferable skills that I can bring to a company, so this is all I get. And we appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, last episode we talked about the new way that we are doing the nicknames, and we're going to be recording the nickname episode next week. So the way that we're doing it, we've done it in the past. It was a lot of work. We've, we've gone over this. You know how it used to work. We, we're trying something a bit different this time, and that is making use of Reddit. So we have actually created our own subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash TTC nicknames. Um, is there a vanity? URL for that, lrr.cc slash grn will take you to... Um, no. That's yeah, wrong. Yeah, RNA. RNA, yeah, sorry. sorry LRR, yeah. lrr.cc slash rna. That will take you to the subreddit. Um, and the, what we've done is there is 200 and some odd posts. Every single card has its own post. And then go into the post and you can give a suggestion. And you have two ways to participate with Reddit, which is you can either give a suggestion or you can up or down vote other people's suggestions. So basically the idea is when it's time for us to sit down and actually pick the nicknames, instead of us sifting through literally tens of thousands of suggestions, um, we'll go to the subreddit and take a look at what the most rated like the top rated comment is. It doesn't necessarily mean that's just automatically going to get the nickname, but it's certainly going to go a long way to helping us make sure that we can do this kind of podcast every single time. So lrr.cc slash grn rna I hate three letter codes mm. um, and check it out. So yeah, I'll mention that again at the end of the show. Shall we crack a pack? Let's crack a pack, James. Adam, would you like to roll the dice? I would love to roll the dice. Okay, you roll the dice. Okay. <laughs> I almost didn't. You had one job. 11. Eleven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Kaladesh. Oh, baby, I love this set. Kaladesh, this is from uh, Liam Red. I'm going to go with Liam R Redgrave. Hull. East Yorkshire, UK. Oh. I th yeah, H-U-L-L, yeah. East Yorkshire from the UK. And I think Liam. Thank you, Liam. I assume this came to us via mail, mail time. I love this set so much. This is a good set. Yeah. All right, don't miss a play. We got a little servo. Hmm. And... Cecil. First up, Cecil. It's a good name. Hmm. First up, we've got Malfunction. Three and a blue. Enchantment, aura, enchant artifact, or creature. When Malfunction enters the battlefield, tap enchantment permanent. Enchanted permanent does not untap during its controller's untap step. It's a pretty it's standard yeah. blue arrest card. Yeah. Um, it does tap the permanent, which is nice. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you kind of have to get them with something that they've tapped themselves. But it's fine, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Next up, we've got the Malfus Squad. <clears throat> three and a black for a 3-1 human artificer. It has menace. And it has fabricate one. And fabricate reads, when this creature enters the battlefield, put a plus one, plus one counter on it. Or create a 1-1 one, one colorless servo artifact token creature. I seem to remember that I usually put the plus one, plus one counter on these guys. Yeah. Yes. 
Uh, absolutely. But yeah, um, I, I there remember were, there were times when I'd take the I mean, like that's with all yeah. fabricate cards. Yeah. Things, I, I, I felt they made them all interesting decisions. Yeah. yeah, like I remember when when fabricate came out, everyone was like, "Well, you're obviously always going to do the yeah, the, always take the servo." Yeah, you're always yeah. going to take the servo, and it turned out to actually work interest in interesting ways. Mm -hmm. A little bit like uh, the. Um, uh, you know, plus one, plus one, or haste in the the new yeah with the riot with yeah. riot yeah. Although I will say, I almost always pick the plus one plus one counter with riot. I would say that I choose one more than the other more with riot than I did with with fabricate. I think it's yeah. fifty fifty for me like, on both. Like on riot, on riot. Yeah, it really depends what the opponent has on the board. Sure, I find. But that yeah. rend horn, I've made a four four haste so many times that I can't even. Yeah, begin to that's get a good one. That's fair. Uh, next up, we've got pressure point, one on a white instant tap target creature, draw a card. Eh. I never played yeah, this card. I never in the played entirety it. of this no, every time that this set was. Yeah, it was bad. Mm -hmm. I, I I think I played it once because I needed one more card just to that's get to twenty three, mm -hmm. and I remember being like. Okay, it was basically just draw a card, which is like okay, it's not bad, I guess, but yeah, who knows? Mm. Next up, Cog Workers Puzzle Knot. Hey, buddy, two Love mana, two mana artifact. When it enters the battlefield, create a one-one colorless servo artifact creature token, and for one in a white, sacrifice it. Create a one-one colorless servo artifact creature token. Yep. There was uh, artifact art, uh, aristocrat sub theme in this set, mm -hmm. and the puzzle knots. Hmm. This one in particular was just amazing. Yeah. This had like two artifact ETB effects as mm -hmm. well. If you were on the uh, Boros, yep. um, uh, Ping Yu yep. deck. Oh yeah. Uh, the one with the gremlins. Yep. That got bigger. Oh yeah. You could feed it to the the rare gremlin. Oh. Mm, mm. Yeah. The puzzle knots were great. It. They turned out to be quite ding dang good. Next up, Weltfast, Wingsmith, three and a blue for a 3-3 three, three human artificer. Uh, it doesn't fly at its base, but when an artifact enters the battlefield under your control, it gains flying until end of turn. Um, I, I don't remember this being particularly good. I lost games to this, and when I picked it, I was like, well, you get under the 6-6 six, six this turn. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fair. I, yeah, I don't know. I just always have an issue with the conditional flyers. Mm. And it's just like, it's kind of an overpriced 3-3 three, three for blue, in blue. I guess it's actually not bad in blue as a 3-3 three, three for 4, but... Yeah, I mean, like, a 3-3 three, three flyer in blue is typically 5 mana at That's common. That's fair, yeah. But this is conditional, so... Uh, yep. I, I didn't like this card. Mm -hmm. Fair. Especially considering I lost games to it, which was embarrassing. Next up, we got a pretty good one, actually. Mm. Die Young, yeah. one in the black, getting into the energy. Two target creature. You get two energy counters. Then you may pay any number of energy. The creature gets minus one, minus one until end of turn for each energy paid this way. So it's a, at its base, if you have no other energy, it is a two mana, minus two, minus two until end of turn at sorcery speed. Um, should note that. Uh, but if you have any other energy from earlier plays, uh, this gets even better. Mm -hmm. um, this was just a really good, solid black removal spell. Yeah, it was good. For sure. Uh, Sage of Shyla's Shylea? No, Shayla. Shyla's claim. Yeah. One and a green. It's an elf druid to two one. And when it enters the battlefield, you get three energy. So right there, um, pair that with Die Young, and now you can kill something that's a five five. 
Seems decent. I don't... I mean, the card's fine. Yeah, this card yeah, was... I wasn't anyway. super excited no. for it, but... Like... I remember running it, like, when I had, um... God, the... What were those uncommons that, like, put counters on things and... Oh, the, uh, the, the... The cock mod. Decoction module. Yeah, the modules. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Different right. modules. Yeah. Yeah, uh, those work really well. Yeah. Yeah, there's the decoction <clears throat> module. Sweet. All right, next up, we've got Spontaneous Artist. Mm -hmm. uh, three and a red, human rogue. It's a 3-3. Three, three. When it enters the battlefield, you get an energy. Pay an energy. Target creature gains haste until end of turn. I did like this card a lot, mm -hmm. actually. It's um, fine. Um, it just felt really good, especially in the red aggressive decks, to be able to be like, play this down, and then any other energy you can get just goes into steamrolling your opponent by giving every creature that comes in after it haste. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, love it. Uh, one of the better commons in the set. Yeah. Riparian Tiger. Yeah. It's right in the name, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Three green green for a 4-4 four, four cat. Not bad, not great. It has trample. Better. When it is the battlefield, you get two energy. Even better. And whenever it attacks, you may pay two energy. If you do, it gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. This card is great. This yeah. card was bonkers good in the green deck. Green energy-based decks. Um, and you could do that pain when it attacks as many times as you want, right? Mm -hmm. yep. So that's also pretty dang good. So yeah, this card was fantastic. Uh, I liked it a lot. Um, Weldfast Monitor. Three mana, three two. It's an artifact creature lizard um, and has a red activated ability. One red, it gains menace until end of turn. Perfectly uh, serviceable 24th card. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it... it it made it into probably more decks than I care to mention, mm -hmm. just as a reasonably efficient cost 3-2 yeah. that trades up, but I don't really ever remember paying one red mana very often to give it Menace. Mm -hmm. This was just a efficiently costed blocker, so yeah. liked it. Ooh! Vampire Whitehawk. Aerial mm -hmm. Responder. One white white. Two three flying vigilance lifelink. Card is great. Card is so yep. good. Um, man, yeah, I this was. I feel like this is one of those mythic uncommons. I definitely don't feel like I got to play it as much as I wanted to. It's a dwarf, which did kind of sometimes have some synergies, mm -hmm. um, but I don't really recall the red sort of the red white dwarf deck happening all that often. Uh, but when it did, it was fun. Mm. Uh, next uncommon we've got is the Foundry Inspector, three mana. Uh, three mana artifact creature construct. It's a three-two. Um, artifact spells cost you one less to cast. Uh, this was a super solid card in the artifact-based decks, especially in an artifact-based set. Mm. Um, <clears throat> like this guy a lot. Agreed. Yeah. No. All right. We've got one final uncommon: the uh, Etherborn Marauder, three and a black, two-two, uh, flying, lifelink. Okay. When it enters the battlefield, move any number of plus one, plus one counters from other permanents you control onto Aetherborn Marauder. Sometimes this could get really out of hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, especially in the... yeah, Really with, out of hand. With the plus one, plus one counter deck, um, this card was just real good. Uh, the fact that it has flying and lifelink was just sort of gravy. Mm. Honestly, I think this card still would have not been that bad Have you removed either one of those keywords. Mm -hmm. yeah. like, I, I still think it would have been a dang good card. All right, we got a rare. Uh, right. It plays quite well into the uh, 
uh, or I guess it plays well with um, energy. It is the Architect of the Untamed. Ooh. It's a two and a green, two, three, elf, artificer, artificer, I can't speak. Artificer. 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 Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you get an energy. Pay eight energy? Yeah. Create a 6-6 six, six colorless beast artifact creature token. This card stinks. Arificer. This card... <laughs> This card was great. No, it wasn't. Fartisider. It was not a good card. It wasn't very It was good. too slow. Yeah. I would take the aerial responder, and it's not even remotely close. Mm. I, I think the Marauder Responder, I think it's it's definitely either the Responder or the Marauder. Like, I don't think, like, maybe somebody could make an argument for, for the that. Tiger. Um, the Die Young is obviously quite good. Um... And that's kind of about it. Mm -hmm. There's some decent black here with like the squad, the die young, and the marauder. Yep. Um, it feels not great taking a marauder and then passing the die young. Yeah. That being said, uh, the only other white card in this pack is pressure point. So yeah, I think I would take honestly, the because you take the responder and you pass to the rest of this pack, and they're going to be like, "Well, I'm not playing white." Uh, I guess I'm playing black. Mm -hmm. Well, you don't know that by pick two. You don't know that by pick two, but you're you certainly know sending, that by pick two. <laughs> you're certainly sending a very strong, strong signal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So, all right. So that now, now that we're a little ways out from it, uh, what do you what do you think about um, energy in in colors? Because this happened to be a very energy heavy pack that you guys opened. It was uh, the. The deck that I loved playing. Well, I loved playing a couple of decks. I love the Boros uh, ETB effects, artifact-centered mm -hmm. deck. Mm -hmm. But the deck that I really, really loved to pick up, unsurprisingly, was the Is It deck, which, as it turns out, only splashed red and mainly played blue-green. Right. Uh, because it was an energy deck whose payoff was the blue-red uncommon, the the Vidalcan that just made Thopters. Thopters, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and that. That was great because it relied on the uh, blue and green puzzle knots, and then you could bounce them back to your hand with mm -hmm. the counter spell. Oh, mm. <laughs> oh, it was so good. And then that card took over standard for a while, which yeah. was apparently like real bad. I wouldn't know because I don't play standard because it was real bad at that time. Fair. Um, but I look forward to energy returning at some future point, hopefully in a way that isn't busted. Yeah, I like. I love alternate ways of paying for things in this game. Um, I think energy was a better implementation of that than something like, say, Phyrexian Mana, mm -hmm. for instance. Um, but that being said, uh, I would like to... I'm, I'm always keen to see just new ways that R&D comes up with when it comes to uh, paying costs in the game that aren't just mana costs or uh, life. Mm -hmm. uh, and energy was a pretty interesting um, step in that direction. And I, I don't know if they've said that they'd bring energy back. I can't remember. I feel like they I, have or they haven't. I, or they have said it. I don't remember which I direction they Mark took it I think Mark Rosewater has said that he would like to bring it back, but it will require more rigorous tuning, so, and now they understand how it breaks. Uh, I mean, Kaladesh continued on the proud tradition of artifact-centered blocks uh, getting hit very hard with bans. Yes. Well, I mean, I think they've also... I think they've come down on the side of artifact-based blocks are not good. Yeah. They seem incredibly hard to balance. Most, mostly because people also don't like them. <laughs> because people like identifying with colors in magic. Mm. When you 
build a set that's very artifact heavy, everybody's like, yeah, I don't care. Like, artifacts should just be cool equipment and silly things that, you know, door to nothingness kind of things, right? Right, like, right, right. Silly things that don't ever really come into play. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. All right. So, I said that we were going to do Q&A today, and mm -hmm. that's what we're going to do. So, let's head over to All Twitter right. and check out some of these questions. So, Give me first, an A to Q. First question or is, a. are there any cards that you're excited to try out in Commander? Any themes slash legends that you think would be fun? Um... I haven't really thought about Commander a whole lot recently. Um, I'm excited about what we actually did with Commander that's going to be coming up in a few weeks on the Friday Night Paper Fight, which is a guild Commander night where uh, myself and Adam, Ben, and Graham built uh, four decks from the guild, from the Ravnica sets. So all eight sets were fair game when building our two-color decks, and I had a lot of fun doing that. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm playing a uh, Judith deck. Uh, Adam, you're playing a... Experiment Cradge. Experiment Cradge deck, which mm -hmm. looks super sweet. Um, I, I just think it's... I, I like those kind of deck-building challenges. Um, as it stands for normal, everyday commander, I don't play a whole lot, and I actually don't think either of you do either. Mm -mm. Um, you, see, you sort of got pretty heavy into it a little while ago, yeah. um, was there anything that you were looking at building then? Uh, well, with like the new set, or just yeah. I, I mean, mean, I just want. I'm going to be able. I'm going to try to do it at that commander, like the Ravnica event that we're doing. But mm -hmm. I want to win a game with Simic Ascendancy. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's just funny. Yeah, so no. like, you better stop me. That's sweet. So, yeah, that's a that's a big one. I think that like a lot of the, I mean, Simic is the guild that I. I think is my favorite, and a lot of the new legendaries aren't like... I guess Vanifar is kind of cute, or very powerful. Yeah. But mm -hmm. it's not really something I find that interesting. I don't find potting creature, like birthing pod... Birthing potting yeah, creatures like, that interesting to me for some reason. Yeah, Vanifar it's like, it's equipped with but... boots. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, it's okay, cool, I guess. Okay, pot thing. Yeah. I mean, it's not... It's knowing what's in your deck, too. That's There's an impress... There's a... That's a skill. Right, mm. knowing yeah. everything in your deck and the situations that you have, and how to deal with it, and what's what's the next step when you're converted mana cost. But I mean, like, I mean, Zagana's cute too, but she's not really like a commander that you can build around. Mm. So, fair. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, next up, we've got what's the best way to teach new people how to play the game? Uh, so, my best experience, or I can tell you what my worst experiences have been. Okay. With uh, introducing people. Commander. <laughs> Which is really funny because that's literally how Ben is currently teaching his girlfriend how to play the game. Mm -hmm. And apparently it's it's sticking really well. But I would agree with you. Yeah, I because, think Commander is like, a terrible way to teach somebody yeah. to play magic. <laughs> Want to learn this game? Okay, it's very intricate. Here's a hundred cards from the entirety of magic that work together in a very sophisticated <laughs> way. Yeah. Also, all the rules are different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, some, something like the that the like twenty dollar, yeah, uh, deck building thing that you guys did uh, a few weeks ago is probably so the I kind mean, of level sealed. you'd be interested. In. Sealed. Sealed's not bad. I, okay, so I think honestly the best way, so the best way straight up, I think, and I think Wizards agrees as well because it's a product they actually made, is these little thirty card starter decks. Hmm. Mm -hmm. They are available theoretically at your game store for free. Um, you should be able to go in if they have any in stock 
Um, you can go in, you can say, hey, I want to teach my friend how to play Magic. Do you have any of those 30 card starter decks? And the way that they work is really, really easy. And honestly, they are what got us back into the game almost 10 years ago. Like, those are those, this podcast exists as a direct result of those 30 card decks. And they're just monocolor decks, <coughs> right? And they're based around the Planeswalkers. There are no Planeswalkers in them. There is nothing of value in these decks. Um, I don't even think any of them have rares. But they do a very good job of demonstrating what each color does. Mm -hmm. So red is all about aggressive creatures. Green is all about big creatures. Blue is all about control. And the black is all about you know killing your opponent's things. And, and it, it does a really good job of showing all five of those colors off. And I think that's probably your best route at going to it. Um, I know back in the day, a lot of people would also say Duels of the Planeswalkers which technically is still something that I believe is available um, that you could check out. Arena as well, although I don't think Arena has the same... Like, on-ramp? On-ramp that Duels did. Like, Arena has a very basic tutorial system, um, but it's very... It's short. Like, it's not a lot. Like, you can finish it in, like, 15 or 20 minutes or something like that. Um, and there's still probably a lot that, that you still need to know beyond that. Um, but I think just finding, you know, a, like, a person who knows how to sit down and, and be patient and teach is the number one thing. Arena is useful because it doesn't let you make certain kinds yes. of mistakes. Correct. That's right? true. You can't you can't uh, cheat in arena accidentally, and yep. you can't be taught by a friend who thinks they know the rules <laughs> how to cheat yep. <laughs> at yeah. magic. It's, right? Like, yeah. Like I think the biggest barrier to entry for magic for a lot of people, and I know it's you know it's something that that trips us up even. Uh, having played it for a long time, is keywords, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there's just a lot, you know, depending on what set and what kind of cards, you know, this, which is pro part of the problem with Commander, but, uh, you know, keywords, the, the sort of keyword soup stuff can get really uh, mm. tricky because there's just a lot of... And there's a lot of things that are not necessarily made explicit and lots of words that sound kind of similar but act very differently and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, the 30-card uh, promo decks are great because they are they do tend to be, you know, vanilla or sort of French vanilla kind of creatures, you know, mm -hmm. the real simple, you know, flying or first strike and stuff, but nothing, none of the more advanced keywords. And so I, I feel like if you sort of start that and get the basics and then you can just kind of, like, add one new thing every every once in a while mm -hmm. and kind of build it up slowly rather than um it's e it's easy to get overwhelmed i think with uh, uh just like so many so many different things that all interact with each other in weird ways yeah 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 agreed uh all right this is a, a, a interesting question how do you feel about the d20 spin down life counters that come with pre-release and bundle packs what would you change do you have any attachments to the particular spin down and why adam I always just lose it immediately. Yeah. I lose that thing immediately. I just use a notepad at yeah. pre-releases and stuff. Yeah. yeah. That D20 has no, I have no sentimental value <laughs> towards it in any way, shape, or form. We, yeah, we have no attachment to the spin-down dice at all. We just get rid of all of ours. Well, yeah. we don't have a giant we container full we of have, spin downs. We have about 160 Ooh. here at the office. Um, I know because I counted the other day. Um, and I honestly, I mean, a huge part of that is because of the pre-pre-release. Yeah. Um, because we have, you know, 
several kits coming through the office on a fairly regular basis. Mm -hmm. And again, none of the people here really care or use spin down dice. Um, when it comes to keeping track of life, I either use a notepad or I use actual magic cards. Yeah, I mean, I, I've moved to a notepad. That being said, I do have, I think, three of the Hour of Devastation blood red mm. spin downs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the promotional ones, uh, because I like how they look, and they are still useful for marking things like, you know, Planeswalker loyalty, keeping track of counters, yeah. um, which is what I use them for. But as for, like, keeping track of life totals, I, I use a pad because I find the uh, spin downs just a little... Um, it's easy to knock it over yeah. or something. Yeah. Well, also, it's hard when you ever go up above 20 life. Because now it's right. just like, okay, now I need a second dice. And to this day, every time I try to use a spin down to track my life, I always sit there for, sit there for like 30 seconds, like, where the hell is the eight? <laughs> I can't find, where is the eight? It just the, disappears. Like. And the point of the spin down is that it's easier to find the numbers, yeah. right? Mm. But it, the other thing with spin downs, of course, is that uh, I find certain sets, uh, the set symbols for certain sets work better than others. Oh, yeah, for spin, on the dice. Like, yeah. there's some dice that look super sweet and some... Uh, that uh, the the set symbol doesn't really register in the uh, in the dice form. Yeah, that's fair. Also, I, I saw a post the other day actually that was uh, grumbly about it's like in in Ravnica, uh, like the the they they didn't do they didn't do a great job of like splitting the colors on the spin downs. Mm -hmm. Like the Simic spin down is just green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Uh, all right, come on, man. Yeah, I know. Next up. What what is your favorite limited card from Allegiances so far? Ooh, I played a lot of this set, like a lot. Um, so there's the dumb black white enchantment. Yeah. Which is oh, ethereal absolution. Thank you. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's not my favorite. I mean, that's a it's not my favorite, but it's probably powerful. Uh, favorite favorite growth spiral. <laughs> Gross that card sucks. Yeah. That card sucks in limited, but I love picking. I mean, Gross Spiral in the Simic decks are are pretty freaking good, man. In the eighteen land Simic deck, that's like, why I run. My I don't Simic know. Decks. Like it feels really good when you when you you keep a your starting hand in Simic is like Forest uh, uh, Island, uh, Gross Spiral, and then four other cards that are good, and then you're like turn end of end of your turn two. Grow spiral, draw a gate, play the gate. Oh, feels good. And then you untap on your third turn with three mana already. You play your fourth mana, and you're like, yeah. You, you, you don't seem very excited by this. Well, That's I living mean, the dream, man. I mean, like, <laughs> I just like, yeah, I like putting in gates end of turn. Like, in my opponent's yeah, end of turn. Uh, it's just like, the card's not great. It's fine. It does what it needs just, to do. Like... I love that card, and every time it's gonna—it's been the death of me in my drafts, mm -hmm. where I see a late go grow spiral. And I'm like, Simic's wide open, baby, <laughs> and then I just start snapping it off, and I'm like, well, I've got a train wreck on my hands now, because I value grow spiral <laughs> way too highly. Fair, voracious vampire. Yep, that's the uh, um, three one that you can two sack. three. Two no, three. It's a two so, three. Oh yeah, artist. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm one sided the blood artist. Yeah. Um, not voracious vampire, vindictive vampire. Vindictive. Excuse yeah. me. Sorry. Uh, it's another V vampire. There we go. Uh, great curve topper for for Rakdos. Yeah. Um, you just throw bodies at your opponent. But I mean, and it makes blocking miserable. Isn't ill-gotten inheritance just better than this card? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it like, is. I mean, <laughs> it, it depends on the build. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, 
ill-gotten inheritance is just kind of accepted by your opponent as a thing that's going to happen to them. Mm -hmm. Whereas this makes opponents pause before doing things, right? Oh, I love Rhythm of the Wild, too. Oh, yeah. That card's absurd. Yeah. There's, I, I mean, I, I really, really like um, how much value you can get off enchantments in the set. I'm, I, I do wish that there was just one more piece of common enchantment removal. Yeah. But maybe if there was, the enchantments just wouldn't be any good at all. But I don't think so. Like, I think if there was just naturalize in green... Mm -hmm. It would still be fun to play all the, you know, it'd still be fun to play IGI. It would still be fun to play Rhythm of the Wild. You know, I, I think all of these... Like Ethereal Absolution, Theater of Horrors, Rhythm like of the Wild. they're just so good. And, I mean, In some corner cases, Wilderness Reclamation, but that card kind of honks too. Uh, with Simic, I really I don't like think that it, I'd much Simic. rather have a creature than Wilderness Reclamation. Nah. Or just a land sometimes. Nah. I don't know. Going Wilderness Reclamation, holding up... Um, uh, wizard Lizard. Yeah, yeah I mean, good. like, yeah. Feels great. But there's a lot of times where, like, you top deck a Wilderness Reclamation, you're like, oh, wow, yeah. I wish that and was a creature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Rhythm of the Wild is an unreasonable card. I had three of them in a deck yesterday. That seems like as many as you'd want. Yeah. Wait, wasn't it? It was your tweet. How yeah. many is too many? Three. I think three is enough. Because mm. then you're just sacrificing probably creature spots for, for things that improve your creatures. Yeah. Anyways, uh, as, as a side note, yep. there's a Vengeant Vampire, a Vengeful Vampire, a Vindictive Vampire, and a Voracious Vampire. Yeah, <laughs> those guys should get together and make a band. Yeah. yeah. The Vampires. V for Vendettas the v in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what is, do there, you is there five of them? Because I would go with the V oh, thing. Oh, yeah, that's Ooh, true. Yeah. They need one more, because yeah. that was only four, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, they need to make one more. Well, there's the, the Vizcopa Vampire, but it's not really part of the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah it doesn't really yeah, work. Yeah, okay. not, not the right kind of adjective. Yeah, I'm going to text some people. Um, what do you do with the cards after PPRs and Crack-A-Packs? So in the trash. immediately after them, they collect in piles around the office that mm -hmm. piss most people off. And then eventually somebody will go through them for value. Um, and that value will be transferred into a box. Mm -hmm. That box will be taken to Yellow Jacket. Uh, and that money, <laughs> and that uh, will be traded in for store credit that will be spread across everybody's cards. So the way that YJ operates on the old school fashion of like a little file box with index cards, you have your name and your store credit. Uh, and that's literally what we do. Um, sometimes if a card comes in through the office via Crack-A-Pack or, or the PPRs and stuff like that, and somebody in the office wants it for their collection, then they just throw a couple bucks at, at, at the petty cash box and take the cards. But that's kind of what happens with them. But um, most notably, they don't do anything for a week. Yeah, yeah. The PPR. Yeah. Uh, next up is what formats are unofficial now, but you foresee being officially supported in the near future? Well, I mean, like Arena I, Extended has to be. Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely feel like the next, like, actually officially sponsored, like officially backed by Wizards of the Coast, mm -hmm. would be Arena Eternal. Um, because I think they need to have a solution that exists in that program so that all the cards that I spent time collecting so aren't just... So that would be Cal <coughs> forward? Um, so... What do you mean backwards? 
No, for like Kaladesh and then like everything. Kaladesh was the earliest set. Kaladesh was the earliest set, but that's not actually technically available right now because yeah. when they re-released it, they just took that set out. Oh, okay. So they could theoretically what they what I would love them to do is yes, put Kaladesh back in because it's already programmed. You've already done the work. It's already there. People mm -hmm. played it, and then starting with I mean honestly, it could start right now because it's already rotated. Um, create an eternal format. That is just, yes, Kaladesh and everything forward. Anything that ever gets released on Arena is in that eternal format. And I think that's probably makes sense to be the next officially sanctioned thing. Um, that being said, actually, um, best of one drafts are a thing that Wizards are testing in stores right now. Um, and that's... Well, they're doing it in the, the big... Um... Yeah, the invitation, the, the invitation, or whatever, right? Well, that's that's uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's a whole thing. that's a whole other thing. That that's whatever. That's just sort of a funky format for the invitational. I don't really want to get into that. Mm -hmm. But they're testing literally the best of ones that they are are you can play on arena in stores. So it's a I I, I believe the format is five round draft. You draft and then you play five best of round games. Best of one round, yeah. Best of one games. Huh. Yeah, see, I, which I, I am super in for. I think that's really? great. Yeah, I, I, I feel like you would spend more time locating opponents. Than you would. <laughs> like it works great in arena where they just have a pool of thousands of people playing, so you can get matched up immediately. Yeah. But like, if you get to play one game of Magic and then have to wait ten minutes. But you're, you already have to do that, right? Like, it's, but you get three games of Magic, or two. Yeah, well, the thing... So it's less time, too, right? So you don't have... It's not like it's still 50-minute rounds. Right. I think it's, right. like, down right. to, like, 30 minutes. So, yeah, if your game finishes super fast, then you have to wait. But that's no different than what it used to be, right? Mm. Um, and, yeah, it means that you aren't playing Magic, but I don't know. I, I just like the idea. I, I am a big fan of Best of One on Arena. I think it's, it's, it's. I think it's a great format. It's fast. It lets me play way more Magic now than I ever have before, mm. um, and it, it just like because uh, when um, when Allegiances came out on Arena a few weeks ago, it was just best of three, mm -hmm. and after playing so much of uh, Ravnica, best of ones, going into those best of threes was just like, oh my god, this is such a slog. Like, <laughs> Jesus, I just want to play games and just go, go, go. Yeah. Um, and it's, and, like, yeah. I, I I, guess, like, the you're basically, assuming you were playing, like, the same number of actual games of Magic, which I, I don't know if, depend, I guess it depends. It on depends. How, yeah, but... As you know, assuming you were playing the same number of games of Magic, you're basically trading. Uh, you're making you're playing against more different decks. Yes. Uh, which I guess, yeah, I mean it's good in certain ways, and I guess it's less good if it's like I'm. I want to. You know, I'd like to try that again to see yeah, it, to do absolutely. It better. But I, on the I, other hand, if you get like in a miserable matchup, you're just like, you know, yeah, where, where it's just like. I don't really need to get stomped again. Mm. Yep. So interesting. Maybe we should try uh, try doing a best of one sometime on uh, yeah. Friday Night Paper Fight. We could do it because I mean the thing is is that in a best of three, three round, the least amount of matches or games you're going to play is three. The most you're going to play is nine. So halfway mm. between five, right? Ish. Right. More predictable. Yeah. So you know you're going to play five games, whereas if you go into a best of three, three rounds, you could play anywhere between three and nine games of Magic. So, uh, And then obviously obligatory Canadian Highlander would be cool. I think there's a lot of hurdles that 
are mm. that are in its path. Mm. Um, the pointless, the mulligan rule. The the pointless, the, I don't think is. I, I don't <coughs> think the pointless is a is a huge deal. I think they would need to change the Vancouver mulligan. The big one is card availability. Well, yeah, because yeah. because right now it's not a sanctioned uh, event, or it's not a sanctioned thing here in Victoria because um, we famously allow collector's editions and and uh, stuff like that when it comes to some mm -hmm. of the more powerful cards. Yeah. Um, and that's what allows it to, I think, thrive as much as it has here in Victoria. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you said, well, you can't play with any of these anymore, then I think a lot of people would stop. So, mm -hmm. But who knows? I wouldn't mind seeing, uh, I know Brawl's not exactly the hottest topic, but Commander or Brawl on Arena would be nice. I mean, yeah, like... I yeah, I was really that. surprised I, when Brawl wasn't a arena format. Well, I, I think because like people really like Singleton. Mm -hmm. People really like singi, single sixty card Singleton on Arena, and I kind of feel like Watsi is like uh, that's probably just what we should do. It's another one that I think like I think uh, I think Singleton should just be a thing that exists on Arena at all times. Like you should be able to just play mm -hmm. Singleton whenever you want. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I mean, commander's tricky because, like, are you th when you say commander, do you are you saying just like eternal? Well, that's why I said arena? brawl. Brawl would yeah, be yeah, easier yeah. just because like it's standard only, so it's like yeah. probably easier to implement. But I mean, it's it's a it's one of those things where it's like in ten years, you know, you can have a pretty interesting commander arena experience because yeah. now you have a massive card of card pool to, to play now. from right but not right now so uh next up is what do we got here um if you could keyword one common mechanic what would it be um uh, come on brain we had this <laughs> I don't know what you mean by like. Uh, I don't know what they mean by keyword combo. Yeah, like like an ability that appears on multiple cards where it's always spelled out. You know how menace recently became keyworded. Sure, it used right. to be. Yeah, it's like cannot be blocked by more than two creatures. Yeah, or, yeah, it has uh, to be blocked uh, by more than. There two There is one that keeps coming up, and now I've drawn a complete blank, and I'm trying to think of it. That's a tough question. Um, one thing that I think would be interesting um, in. You know, there's part of the, like, maybe in Arena, like in a digital format, because there's the aspect of where they try to keep the number of keywords in a set to a certain amount, yes. right? Um, especially, like, in a set like Ravnica or whatever, where there's already a lot of keywords that are built into it. But then you'll have the situation where and a thing that was keyworded in a previous set will show up on a card, but they'll actually spell it out, like, not keyword it. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and what I think would be interesting is if, and like I get that they don't want to have it keyword because it sort of obfuscates it for that one card. Um, but it would be interesting if like, you know, after that set, whatever rotates at a standard or whatever, from an Oracle standpoint, it was actually that keyword. Right. Mm. Like uh, I think magic does suffer sometimes from there's these things that are all like things that are all very similar effects, but have stupid, weird edge cases that are different for annoying mm -hmm. reasons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, things that are 
that show up a lot that I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like no. the 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 ones that I think of are, are effects like you know this creature cannot be blocked by more than one creature. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. You could probably call that dualist or something. Yeah. Right? Oh, Even yeah, though it appears yeah, yeah. on like beasts. Yeah. Frequently. Yeah. Um, the uh, the phantasm <clears throat> thing. The like if it's if targeted it's targeted, targeted. targeted. If it's targeted it, right. it, it disappears. That yeah. I, I actually like that one a lot. Mm -hmm. I think that would be kind of cool. Intangible something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah something like that. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get through a couple more here. Good news! You are tasked with creating a new product for Wizards. Do you make a personalized master set where all your favorite cards archetypes get reprinted, or do you make a new unset where you can set your creativity loose like a raging boar? An unset? Are you kidding? Making a master set? I don't need that in my mentions. <laughs> I'd make a master set and just reprint Oubliette and get everyone to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. It's just, it's all, it's just all Oubliette. Yeah. Yeah. You, just, Oubliette. you wow. just open the pack. Every uncommon would be Oubliette. Yeah. Wow. From the and, they, and they'd be like, hey, what happened? How come all the cards in here are Oubliette? And you'd be like, oops, I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so I, I'll go with neither then. Um... <laughs> Just because I'll get one more thing, which I have always wanted them to make, and I feel like one day they might, which is a cube. Mm. Uh, I would I would really love to see Wizards of the Coast create a, um, probably like a 300, uh, here's what I want. 360 like card. A gold border cube. 360 card gold barter, bordered cube um, where you can reprint some of the fun stuff in gold borders, not legal, and then subsequently release updating like mm. packs. So it's like here in, you know, this year we're releasing the 360 card cube. Play with it, enjoy it, have fun with it, let us know what you think. Give us suggestions on how to how to tweak it in the future. And then every year uh, release an update to it. So here is a here is a pack of 30 cards for our official cube and here are the cards that we suggest you take out and replace with these cards. Mm. Or if you want, just add them to the cube. And you can slowly build up the cube to a 540 card cube or a 720 card cube. But then, but the idea, but make a gold border so make that the card, border so, so that the cards can be, so that it can be sold for essentially the cost of the cardboard. Correct. Right? Like it can be sold for. I mean, it's going to be sold for a couple hundred dollars. It's not going to be sold at cost of the card. Well, no, not cost, but, but, but yes. I mean, but, but the, yes. the, the, the it, it can be. It can be, yeah. The resale value of it won't affect the correct price. If they if they made except a, for Highlander, I, I would probably yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would probably pay. To, I would. I think I would probably pay two hundred dollars for that, for a mm -hmm. for a three hundred sixty card gold bordered, because uh, cube. Because like uh, you know, Card Kingdom has done similar things, but yes. they're limited by card availability. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my answer. I think that would I like, be a lot that, of fun. That'd be super, super, super. Yeah. I mean, I, I would obviously love to do it. An un, like an unset would be super fun to do. Yeah, I mean, but. yeah. Would Oubliette be in your cube? Yes. Because again, it would shut them all up. Man, imagine they reprinted Oubliette but made it gold bordered. Yeah. <sighs> Ooh, um, that'd be so good. What a power oh, play wow. that would be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be yeah. so good. That's like the biggest flex. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, hey, we reprinted Oubliette. Ooh, I presents yeah. gold border Oubliette. What about, like, what oh, about come the, on! The witches from Arabian Nights. Oh, oh Quam, yeah. Quambaj. Is yeah. that the one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quambajabai. Quambaj witches. Jamiroquai witches. All right. I got a good one here. There, there we go. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> this is a good one. 
uh, and you got two good people for this. I really enjoyed the $20 deck challenge on mm. Friday Night Paper Fight. Yeah. So did we. It turned out really good. My question slash idea, what would happen if each player had $20 more to spruce those decks up? It'd be a lot more powerful. So if you, yeah. so specifically your decks that you built, oh. what do you think, can you think of anything off the top of your head that for an additional $20 you could put in there to spice it up? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Premium removal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, absolutely, actually. Um, my deck would need, like, Tender Shoot Dryads, which they didn't have any of. Mm-hmm. More ramp. I would just play ramp and Tender Shoot Dryads. I, I think $20 actually hit a really great sweet spot because a lot of people uh, uh, suggested, like, a lot of 2 or $3 cards that... Yeah, those don't cost $20, yeah. but you can't make a deck out of them yeah. for $20, right? So I really, really enjoyed the $20 limitation because, like, the the $2 uh, uh, Logic Knots and Voldaren Pariahs, mm -hmm. for me, had to think long and hard about, you know, had to count your pennies for that one. Yeah. And another $20, <laughs> yeah, I could get more of those cards and it would be great. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but I don't know if that would make the experience any better. It felt it felt really raw at twenty dollars, and I liked so, that a lot. I'm curious because there's one thing that um, I was thinking about while we were streaming that, and I was watching. I was like, "This is really good. I'm really really happy that we did this." But it occurred to me that so for if you're not aware, uh, the vast majority of our audience—well, not the vast majority, but a very large chunk of our audience—is from the U.S. Mm. So when we said it was the twenty dollar challenge, that was Canadian, mm -hmm. which is actually significantly less, right? So, in the eyes of an American, that's actually closer to, like, a $15 challenge. So, I'm curious if um, next time we even go maybe a little bit lower, yeah. or we go a little bit higher and make it a $20 U.S. challenge. Um, just because I think um, that would probably... Uh, uh, hold more weight to to most a uh, good chunk of our viewers as well. Um, That'd be what, what twenty six dollars like... and yeah, fifty five cents. So, I mean, so it's like basically it's the twenty five dollar challenge, right? right? What I would like to do is actually um, evolve those decks. Mm -hmm. That'd be cool. Right? Like not not go back and build them as a thirty dollar deck, but get ten dollars mm -hmm. to enhance them. That'd be kind of cool. Um, All right. Uh, let's get another one here. What's your favorite Planeswalker? Lil Liliana. I've always been uh, either... It's a toss-up between Kiora hmm. and uh, Garrick. Koth. Good old Koth. I like Garrick, but Garrick, the zombie Garrick. Is there, oh, yeah. yeah. That's the one. Yeah. That's Specific one like. instance of, of the Planeswalkers do you like? The Theros Kiora. One that makes the Krakens end a hmm. turn. Eight-eights or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Kiara's sweet. I like Kiara. I liked Innistrad Liliana. I was partial to... Uh, or not Innistrad, uh, Shad Shadows Block. Amonkhet Liliana mm. was fun, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, do, 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 do. If you could cast one instant or sorcery spell in real life at any point you want, what would it be and what would you use it for? Time walk. <laughs> I mean... Oh, God, no, no. <laughs> No. It has to be Time Walk. Yeah, yeah. it kind of does. It's the most powerful one. Yeah. Why like, would you do it well, so how do you yeah, The rest of the Power 9 aren't really that good in No. Real life. Okay, so here's a question. <laughs> how does that... How does it actually manifest itself in real life? So if you cast Time Walk... You get an extra day. You, you, you just, just get... Just like Groundhog Day? 
Yeah, so yeah, as a question, are you redoing your day or you get an extra day how? You're redoing the day. So at the end of the day, you can be like, no, that was that was bad, time walk, yeah. and then you can do it again. Yeah. But you only get to but do like, it once. But like, that's, not, that's not what time walk does. Right. Well, it gives you an extra turn. You take an extra turn. Yeah, but, so but it's like not it would, like you redo your old turn again. No. I mean, like, no. time walk would actually be like time freezes for a day. Yeah. Yeah, you just get like, you know, it goes like Monday and then another day and then Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, what do you but, call this new day? But only for you. But only for you. Yeah. yeah. So it is basically just a time freeze. It freeze it's just time. basically yeah. 24 hours of time frozen. Oh, yeah, definitely time walk. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I'd be robbing some banks. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Breaking the law immediately. Cool. Well, they couldn't catch you, right? Yeah, no, that's I mean, fair. The other half. That's, like, wait, what hold are you on. Gonna, what are you going to do? Yeah. I think you, Adam just revealed something very deeply <laughs> troubling about himself. What? <laughs> like, sure, you can take something like Brainstorm, right? What? Sure. You can take Lightning Bolt. I was just going to say, is yeah. It's functionally only useful for harming other people. Or, or really impressive cigarette lighting tricks. I don't know, like necromancy. Oh, yeah. raise the dead. Yeah. yeah. Enemy dead. Yeah. Enemy like dead growth spiral. Giant uh, growth. So take time walk. I go giant growth. Giant growth. Yeah. What would you do? I'd be real big. You'd be well, like, I'm big. I'm <laughs> big, everybody. <laughs> I mean, there's some pretty sweet stuff like on Kaladesh, like hmm. you know, get some of that. Die like, young. Like being able to, uh, <laughs> being able to just like make all sorts of like thopters and servos and stuff. Ooh, yeah. I'm pretty could sure that's split, like. Could you take a split card? Mm. Uh, oh, fire nice. See, I, I just want to freeze time for a day and maybe rob a bank or two. You guys want to like kill people. <laughs> hey, hey, I just want to raise dead, okay? <laughs> yeah. like, that's the opposite of killing people. Who would you raise? Carl Sagan. I knew it. Uh, I yeah. knew it. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. I knew it. Zombie Carl Sagan. <laughs> Elliot yeah. Smith. Oh, zombie oh, Elliot I knew Smith. it was Carl Sagan. Like, zombie Elliot Smith would be about right. Yeah. Right? He would just be like, all right, I'm going to go write an album about this, I guess. <laughs> Imagine I got, if. I got 25, 24 hours to write an album. Assuming that's what it you is. You were raised from the dead. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let's do one more question. One okay. last question to carry us home. Yeah. I think this is actually a really good question. The professor stated in a video not too long ago that being casual doesn't mean you can't be competitive. What's your opinions on this, especially for EDH? I think this is a pretty interesting question. Yeah. Okay. All right, here we go. Hit me, camera. Yeah. The casual competitive thing has always stuck in my cry ever since I played, like, World of Warcraft. Mm -hmm. Right? Because I had a day job. Mm -hmm. And therefore, according to my guild, I was a casual. <laughs> and I'm raid ready mm -hmm. <laughs> on day one. Mm -hmm. Come on. I'm not casual here. I've got a PvP ranking, uh, but like the way that it is uh, commonly understood is that like when you're competitive, you're playing some kind of A-list, right? And right. when you're casual, that is when you're like homebrewing, yeah. um, typically. But like, I, I don't know, I'd, I don't find them useful delineations because I don't find either of them has a very good definition. Yeah. So I don't know what they mean in a very literal sense. I can I can tell you that like the person who plays magic once a month at their, you know, L LGS with like a commander deck that they, you know, it comes from their collection that they've been playing with since high school. You know, maybe they're a casual player. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're a vintage player. 
yeah. right? Like I, I don't know how to define these terms. Yeah, it's such a tough question, especially in like 2019, mm-hmm. where it's like, it's I guess being casual is seen less as a negative these days. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, you know, when we were growing up, like when we were teenagers, yeah, like being called a casual was like, oh, it was go time. It was go time. Yeah, it was it, man. It was like you didn't want anybody to call you casual. Like I'm not casual. I'm the best at this game. Mm-hmm. But now it's like I view casuals. Or casual, like magic, I guess, in this case. Casual magic is like, I don't know, I just play it every once in a while. I like to have fun with it. And then, like, if I play against somebody that has, like, a really tightly tuned deck, like mm-hmm. a commander, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. That's how they have, want to have fun with me yeah. personally. That's how I see it. Yeah. Like, I guess, I guess I'm casual now. And I'm, like, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. A great example was uh, when we were at GP Vegas and we were doing the spell slinging event. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting down, I sleeved up a, a Yargle commander deck. Mm. And which I would assume is like kind of the definition of casual. Like, I to, mean, yeah. like yeah. to some people, yeah. To some people, sure. yeah. And uh, it was just a bunch of equipment and Yargle, and that was it pretty much. And someone sat down across from me and was like, hey, uh, just let you know that my deck is very unfun to play against. And I was like, yeah, whatever, do your thing. Mm-hmm. And then he cast Ad Nauseam on turn three and flipped half his deck over and then Storm killed me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that was fun. I mean, like, you had, you look like you had lots to do there. I was like, that's cool. That's fine by me, man. That's how yeah. I approach magic now. It's just like, oh, yeah, just do what you want. And if that's how they want to, like, but you know what I mean? Like, if that's how they want to enjoy the game, you don't have to, like, interact with that person constantly, I guess, like, if you don't want to, mm. is what I'm saying. It's like, you can find other avenues mm-hmm. to find mm-hmm. like-minded people to play against. There's always going to be people that play casually that want to play to win. Mm. That's just human nature. People want to win games. Like to to me, the 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 separation is like if if you have an objective in the game other than winning. Yeah. Like if mm. if uh, if you can cons- if you still consider it to be a successful game even if you didn't win mm-hmm. uh i would call that a, a casual way of playing yeah that's fair like if you if you uh if you come away like if you came away from that thing of between you and that guy and being like <clears throat> okay well next time if i fight fa- fa- you know face that guy this is how i'll have to change my deck in order to defeat him yeah. right like if if the and that's not to say that you can't you know lots of people have fun uh, thinking about that and working in that in that realm, but if uh, to me that's the sort of the the competitive versus casual, mm-hmm. and that's the case you know with with in other games too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like the thing is, is that like for me, you can one hundred percent be both, and I think yeah, it, I yeah. think the thing in different contexts. The thing is, is that I think like I think almost everybody who plays this game is both, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Because there are times when you are playing it competitively and there are times when you are not. And he, the, the, the question asker actually specifically called out EDH as well, right? Mm-hmm. Which theoretically is a format that is... Somewhat is, it's, it's designed to be casual. Well, it, but, and that's the thing is that it, it, it was designed as a very casual format to start with. It has morphed into a format that can be played competitively if you wish to do so. And I think between, I think more than any other format in this game, there is a huge divide between a competitive EDH player and a casual EDH player. Mm-hmm. And I think that's definitely where a lot of this, um, where this argument can sort of boil down to. But like, you know, pro player, even pro magic players 
can be casual magic players. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's like it comes down to just like what you're hoping to get out of the game. Yeah, mm. you know whether and and obviously the there's there can be a lot of friction when you know if if two people are coming into the game with different expectations. Yes. That's where I mean that's yeah. what you you're if you're if you're coming in and being casual and somebody else is coming in and looking for uh, a competitive and looking thing. for a yeah. competitive thing, it's sort of not fun for either side. Yeah, mm. but even here, like we've seen four people with. I mean, slightly similar, but kind of different definitions of what casual is. Like, everybody right, yeah. has their own opinion of what a casual player is and what a competitive player is. Yep. That's a tough question. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one, though. I just think that you're going to find like-minded people that want to play the game the way that you think it should be played, I guess. That's going to be more enjoyable for it's you. It's going to be more yeah. enjoyable for you than just being like, everyone should have the same mindset. That's not the way people work. Yeah. No. I mean, no. that's the joy of this game is that it can be played a million different ways. Yeah. So. I mean, I guess unless you're, like, if you're going to, like, a GP or something, well, yeah. then you're playing oh, well, competitive. Then, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, I don't have a competitive bone in my body. Like, I never really have. But when I go to GPs, I would definitely want to win. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out and uh, letting us answer your questions today. Uh, be sure to follow at LRRMTG on Twitter if you ever want to get in on this in the future. We try to do these every once in a while, so I'm sure that we will do another one in the next couple months. Um, want to thank both Cam and Adam for being here today. You're welcome. Uh, after a long day of filming Friday nights. That was yeah. fun, though. Uh, excited for that episode. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, the nicknames. Uh, we still got the nicknames going right now. Uh, head over to the subreddit. You can go to lrr.cc slash rna and uh, submit your uh, suggestions or upvote or downvote the ones that you like or dislike, or you could do both. Um, we do ask that you do not touch the main posts, whatever they're called. I yeah. think they actually have a name in Reddit. Posts versus comments. Posts and comments. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So leave the posts alone. Mm -hmm. Go into the posts and upvote and downvote the comments or, or suggest whatever you'd like to do there. So. Please do not make posts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, people can't make posts, but but yes. this is yeah. not supposed to be an evaluation of what's the best card. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so we will be back uh, with the nickname episode next week. Uh, so get ready and get hyped for that. Should be a lot of fun. I uh, want to thank our sponsors again real quickly. Um, thank you to cardkingdom.com, cardkingdom.com slash LRR. That will apply the affiliate code. Let them know that we sent you. Uh, go check them out. And, of course, everybody over at patreon.com, patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. We could not do any of this without you, so thank you so much. Uh, I'm James as well. Adam, Cameron, we'll Hello. see you guys next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.